Thanks for tuning in to New Beginnings Podcast. We hope that today's message inspires you, it transforms you, and it helps you to think about your life in a new way. You can find out more at nbcc.life or go to our church hub, nbcc.online. Now, over to our pastor, Pastor Alistair, for today's message. Turn across to Acts chapter 10. I'll give you a few seconds to turn your devices on and to find it. Acts chapter 10. It's been that long since you turned to your Bible here. It's a, it's a New Testament, by the way. Acts chapter 10. I had water, but V stole it. And then Linda got me in our bottles. She stole that too. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You all there? Where's my wee table? Verse 30, yeah, he's took it. Verse 34. It says, then Peter opened his mouth and said, throw the rubbish down, Linda. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partility. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles as well. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered. Can anyone forbid water that these should be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit, just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And they asked him to stay a few days. We know that God will bless him. We love his word. I'm standing on a cookie spot. We're going to move. Josh is going to be not happy about that, but it's too cookie. Or, or that, or it's my bones. But I don't think it's my bones. I'm only 21. Verse 44 says, while they were still speaking these words, the Holy Ghost fell, fell on everyone who heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell on everyone that heard the word. I just love that. I love, I love that term, that the Holy Ghost fell. He didn't have to run after it. He just, he just, he just fell. 
that tells me some things about that, tells me that the Holy Ghost was the initiator. What was taking place, it was being initiated by the Holy Ghost. He fell on them. You ever Google the word fell? It means to fall upon, to rush, to press in, to actually press in, to come suddenly upon, to come forcibly to seize or to take possession of. Someone also said that it also means that he said that to strike the Holy Ghost struck them, the Holy Ghost hit them. Come Holy Spirit this morning and just strike us and hit us and just wipe us out in the name of the Lord Jesus. But the Holy Ghost struck them. The Holy Ghost hit them. In other words, the Holy Ghost came in an, in, an, in an undeniable manner. The Holy Ghost came in an indisputable manner. How often are we in worship services and we say, oh, I didn't feel the Holy Ghost. And someone says, I felt the Holy Ghost, but I didn't feel the Holy Ghost. Was he here? Was he really here? He came then in an undisputable, undeniable manner. It says the Holy Ghost fell on them. Fell on them. tangible manifestation of the power of God. Who wants that this morning? It fell on them. Everybody was there seeing the effects of the Holy Ghost on them. They could hear the effects on them. They felt the effect of the Holy Ghost on them. And as I read that scripture, my mind as it does, drifted to other scriptures throughout the Bible where we can read about the Holy Ghost falling on individuals and people and in gatherings. And it came to 1, 1 Chronicles, in verse 20, uh, 21, chapter 21, verse 26, when David made, made, made this altar to the Lord. The Lord answered him by fire upon the burnt offerings. He fell upon them by fire. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1, Solomon made this great sacrifice to the Lord. And when he'd finished praying, what happened? The fire from heaven fell and consumed everything. Always talking about the fire of God falling on God's people. And they were also undeniable manifestations of the power of God, evidence. There was no mistaking that that was the fire of God. But the one that really stands out is Elijah. I mean, I love Elijah. He just rocks the place down, does Elijah. He doesn't think I know. He's a bit of a comedian as well. And I quite like what happens here when he squares off against Ahab and the false prophets of, of Baal on, on Mount Carmel. And they came to this agreement that they'd both build an altar. They'd put the wood on top and they'd put the sacrifice on top, but they wouldn't put any fire under it. And then they would call upon their gods. And the first God they answered by fire, he'd be, he'd be the, one, the one true God. And the story goes that the prophets of Baal go first, and they, and they do that. They build up the altar, and they put the wood on top, and, and they put the sacrifice on, and they pray to, to Baal from morning until midday. Nothing happens. Surprise. But that's what they do. And then Elijah being Elijah, he begins to make fun. We don't know exactly what he, what he come off with, but he, begin, he, he begins to make fun of them. And he makes fun of them so much that these guys flip their lid. They lose the plot. They begin to, 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 to jump and smash up the altar and cut themselves with, with knives until they bled. And they kept on doing that until evening sacrifice. Still no reply, funny enough. Then Elijah takes over. So arrogant. He struts onto the scene, does Elijah, and he builds up the, the altar that was broken down and he puts the wood in order and he puts the sacrifice on top and he's so confident that God, our God, is going to answer by fire that he has them pour 12 barrels of water on top of everything 
And then he says this short prayer. And what happens? Fire again. Everybody say fire. This fire again failed. It consumed everything. The wood, the altar, the sacrifice, the, the, the dirt, the water left in the trance. It consumed everything. And when the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord is God. The Lord, he is God. The fact is, what happened on that mountain was so powerful that it turned an entire nation back to God. They experienced a visible, tangible manifestation of the power of the living God. Wow. You know what they had? They had a God encounter. Everybody say God encounter. See, in my mind, it drifts off again as it does to the, to the New Testament. Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind and filled the whole place where they were gathered together. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire that sat on each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. See, the fire of God fell on David's burnt offerings. The fire of God fell on Solomon's offerings. The fire of God fell at Mount Carmel. The fire of God fell on the day of Pentecost. The fire of God fell at Cornelius' house and fell on the Gentiles. In every case, New Testament and Old Testament, it was a visible, tangible, undeniable manifestation of the power of God. There was no mistake in it. None. No mistake. Now, what really concerns me today, church, is that we are raising up a generation of Christians who have never had a God encounter. Now, that... That bothers me a lot, that the, the next generation coming up have never had this, this God encounter. They've never experienced the tangible, undeniable manifestation of the power of the most living God. They've never had it. Committee said last week, I want a hand, mate. I am going to override you. Let's vote. We'll give the congregation a vote. Who thinks I should get a, hand, a, new, a new hand, mate? Anyway. They've never had a burning bush experience. They've never had a burning bush experience. That frightens me. That, sh that shocks me. They've never experienced the power of the Holy Ghost. They've never experienced the supernatural fire of God burning in their hands, burning in their feet, fire in their bellies. See, there's so many people in this generation, the fire of God is just a concept. It's just an idea. That's why many come to church just to see if God shows up. 
Many don't come to church expecting God to show up, expecting the fire to fall. This just becomes an idea. But I'm here on assignment this morning, church. I'm here on assignment. Say amen, church. See, the fire of God is not just some kind of concept. It's not just some idea. It's not just some, some theory or, or philosophy to be, to be studied out. It's not just a figment of someone's overactive imagination. It's not just religious ramblings. The fire of God is the mighty Holy Ghost. And he's here. Wow. Again, you got to get a bit of fire in your belly. Listen, the Holy Ghost is here. Come on, church. The Holy Ghost is here. He's the third person of the Godhead. He's God. He's, he's the mighty power of God. He's the same fire that fell on Mount Carmel. The same fire that fell on the day of Pentecost. The same fire that fell in Cornelius' house. The fire of God is real. The fire of God is tangible. The fire of God is alive. The fire of God is contagious. It's contagious. It's contagious. Listen, the fire of God can burn cancer out of your body in Jesus' name. The fire of God can burn drugs out of your system. Oh, the fire of God can burn alcohol out of your system, take away the desire, all at the same time, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The fire of God can burn out jealousy. It can burn out pride. It can burn out criticism. It can burn out bitterness. It can burn out unforgiveness. The fire of God will heal your broken heart, Christian. God bless this side of the room. Yeah. I said the fire of God can heal your broken heart. Oh, oh, separate these chairs right now in Jesus' name. Come on. <laughs> Listen, the fire of God can restore your joy. Yeah, you, you, you're doing okay. God, send joy in Jesus' name. Come on, send joy down in the heart of these people, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The fire of God can heal your marriage. Woo-hoo-hoo! Come on. The fire of God can heal your marriage. The fire of God can heal your mind. Yeah, come on. The fire of God's powerful. And my prayer here this morning is do it again, God. Do it again, God. Mount Carmel experiences, do it again, God. They have Pentecost experience, do it again, God. They have Cornelius' house, do it again, God. Because you are the same, God. You change not. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what you're doing right across the world, you can do here at NBCC this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, let the fire fall. Come on, church, help me out here. Let the fire fall. Oh, have I seen the Yeah. Mike will have to buy me a new one. <laughs> Guys, who wants the Holy Ghost to fall? Come on. Bear with me. Bear, bear with me. I gotta do something. You alright? Somebody help me. Linda. So what about? I've lost my train of thought now. Yeah. Who wants a fire to fall? Who wants a fire to fall? Come on, who wants a fire to fall? 
Young people don't want the fire to fall. Let me hear you. <laughs> Who wants a million pounds? You want a million pounds? <laughs> Guys, I want the fire to fall here. Do you see when the fire of God falls here at NBCC? There's not enough seats to house people to come. You know that? There's not enough. The building's not big enough and the fire of God will fall here. People will see. So I'm saying, God, let a fire, let a fire fall on us here this morning. Let it fall. Let it come suddenly. Let it come forcibly. Let it come powerfully. Let it rush in on us. Father God, do it again in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We need it again. We need it again. Because I, I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied just to read about it anymore. I'm not satisfied just to sing about it. We, 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 we've got to have this, this, this true manifestation of the power of God in our lives here today for ourselves. We've got to experience it ourselves. See, Jesus said, you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Put up your hand if you're baptized in the Holy Ghost this morning. Then you have got power. Everybody say power. power. Say it again, power. <laughs> he said, power, power, power. <laughs> I didn't think I had an accent that came to this country. Power. Jesus said, he says, hang around in Jerusalem till you receive power from on high. This power, it's not, it's not just some theory. It's not just some concept, Christian. It's the same power that caused the sun and the moon to stand still. That's what's in you this morning. It's the same power that divided the Red Sea. It's the same power that caused a rock to flow with water like a river. That's the power you have on the inside of you. Yeah, I know, Pastor. I've got power. But you know, the devil gives me a hard time. Nobody likes me. Guys, he got power. Power. The same power that made the three Hebrew boys fireproof. That's the power inside of you. The same power that gave the, the, the lions of Daniel lockjaw. That same power is on the inside of you. That same power that shook the, uh, Paul and Silas' prison off its hinges is the same power that's on the inside of you today. It's the same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. It's in you today. That same power that was on Jesus' life, that opened up blind eyes, that opened up deaf ears, that made the lame to walk and the dead to rise and the mute to speak. That same power is in you here today. Woo! Hello? Hello? See, that's the enemy, you see. Oh! <laughs> oh, I've lost it now. In Jesus' name. What do you like? See, the word says that the fire fell on all them that heard the word fell on all them that heard the word. And he wants to fall on every single person hearing the word here this morning because it's the word that makes way for the anointing. It's the word that makes way for the anointing. And God wants to fall upon your life. Put up your hand if you're going through some real rubbish right now. I was going to use a different word, but I forgot I was in church. 
I wasn't really. <laughs> Life sometimes sucks. Sometimes it's really downright hard. But God really wants to fall on your lives here today. Not just, I'm not just making this stuff up. He really does. Tangibly, visibly, supernaturally upon your life right now in a tangible, undeniable, irrefutable, indisputable manifestation of the power of the Holy Ghost upon your life here today. I'm going to drop this mic and go home. Let me give you a scripture that will change your life. It says, blessed, say blessed, are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you hungry for God? Listen, you've got to be hungry for God. Who wants a Big Mac meal? Chicken burger? Yeah, yeah. Woo! Getting more response for that from who wants the Holy Ghost? Come on, church. You gotta be hungry for God. You gotta be hungry for the fire of God to fall in your life. Otherwise, it's not gonna happen. Matthew 7 says, Ask and you will, seek and you will, knock and the door will. Come on, church. We gotta seek Him with all of our hearts. If you're only coming to see God on a Sunday morning and doing what you like all week, guess what? You're gonna be in the same place spiritually, Tim, next year than what you are right now here today. You gotta get into the Word. Jeremiah 33, verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. Ooh. See, hunger is a magnet. Who knows that hunger is a magnet? Anybody in here do the three-day fast with us? Yeah, hunger is a magnet, man. I could at my fist. But are we so hungry? More hungry for the things of God than we are for food for our bellies. See, hunger, hunger will, will draw the anointing. Yeah, you got to get hungry. Hunger will open up the door for the manifestation and the power of God. You've got to be hungry, church. Am I talking to anybody who's hungry for the power and the presence of God here this morning? Listen, I'm Harry, so you got to help me. You gotta encourage me because, like, you know, are you hungry for God? Yeah. Hallelujah. See, I like that. Now you're talking back to me. I need to get Andrew Willis to come and do a wee thing every, every Sunday just to get you fired up to talk back to me. I tell you guys, we've got to be hungry and thirsty for a, a real manifestation of the power of God to be evident, not only in the church, but also in our lives. Talking to, to somebody who's is not satisfied with religion anymore. You know what religion does? It sends people to hell. That's what it does. I'm talking to somebody this morning who's fed up with religion. He's not satisfied with the, the concept and the theories and the philosophies. I'm, I'm talking to anybody here this morning who wants the power of Pentecost in your life. See, Smith Wigglesworth, he, he once said, he said this, and I love this. He said, every soul touched by Pentecost should be a live wire. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I'm a live wire. I go touch people. Come on, church. This is righteous anger coming up in the belly now. 
We got to be a live wire. And I believe there's some real hungry people listening to me right now, and they refuse point blank to be satisfied or, or pacified with anything less than a personal encounter with the true Holy Ghost. I want that. Somebody needs to catch on fire this morning. The power of God's going to seize your body. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> going to set your life on fire. I believe it. You see, the word says our God is a consuming fire. A consuming fire. And we're preaching this word. So therefore, that consuming fire, that anointing is in the house right now. Open up your hearts. See, just as the fire of God fell on Mount Carmel and consumed everything, the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, the dirt, the water that was left in the trench, so is that consuming fire going to fall on your life this morning. If you don't believe it, I believe it enough for you. God encounters. Because wherever there's an altar, wherever there's a sacrifice, wherever there's a prayer, wherever there are hungry hearts, wherever there is a desperation... For God, he is here. He is here. And he's here to save you. He's here to heal you. He's here to deliver you. He's here to restore your marriage. He's here to heal your broken heart. He's here to revive you. He's here to resurrect you. He's here to put fire back on the inside of you. He's here to give you a fresh new anointing. He's here to set your life on fire. So you can go back into your workplaces, into your colleges, into your schools, and everybody who you come in contact will look at you and say, wow, there's something different about Martin. Bad example, he's retired. <laughs> you might think that, where's, where's, where's my praise team? Now you missed your key again. You're missing your key. That's a, that's a praise team, man. Sack them all. We're sitting back there having a smoke break. We're here trying to we get the we get the worship. Holy shit! Smoke me, smoke machine. We got to open up our hearts this morning as the praise team is coming. It's a personal encounter. We'll turn that keyboard down, please. It's a personal encounter. That's what we want. I don't want anybody to leave this house the same as what they were when they came in. I don't want anybody to leave carrying all the problems that they felt all week they've been carrying and burned by themselves. I don't want them to leave here without having a supernatural encounter with the Holy Ghost. I'm really asking the fire of God to fall on our hearts and to fall on our lives and to fall on our marriages and to fall on our ministries. To fall on our visions and our dreams. Yeah. Holy Ghost, fire of God, fall on our attitudes and our families and our finances and our minds and our bodies. Fire of God, fall on us. Consume us. Burn up dead religion. Burn up carnality. Burn up dead traditions. Burn up everything that's not of you, Father, and set us on fire. Breathe on us. Ignite us. Give us that 
joy and that excitement right down in the pit of our belly that we can't contain ourselves, that we just have to stand to our feet and just worship the King of kings and the Lord of all lords because he is worthy. And it doesn't matter what we're going through. It doesn't matter our circumstance. It doesn't matter our situation. It doesn't matter how we feel right now. God is here and he wants to intercede with you. He wants to touch you and fill you and change your heart and change your life and do something supernatural on the inside of you. So let's stand to your feet. Let's stand to your feet right across the house. And we're going to seek him. I'm not going to call anybody forward this morning. But if you want to come and kneel at the altar, the lady with the issue of blood didn't have to leave her house to go and find Jesus. Peter didn't have to step out of the boat. But that step of faith separated him from everybody else. That step of faith brought that healing to that lady with the issue of blood. If you want to come to the front for prayer, by all means do that. If you want to come to the front and kneel at the altar, it's that step of faith that brings you from your seat to your place where you can meet with Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to New Beginnings Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. You can join us live online every Sunday from half past 10 on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. Just search NBCC Halifax. You can also support our ministry by clicking the subscribe button below or financially go to nbcc.online forward slash give to help reach people with the message of Jesus Christ. Thanks again for listening. God bless.